Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Welcome to Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, the longest-running weekly personal finance radio show in Wisconsin. Annex Wealth Management is a local fee-only fiduciary providing investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. Know the difference. CPI, PPI, and here come the bank earnings. Welcome. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. In the next hour, going to hear the difference. An Annex client will share their story. Ask Annex is coming up. And a bunch more. Glad you're here. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Welcome. Thank you, Danny. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development, CFP and Wealth Manager. Welcome to you. Thank you, Danny. It's good to be here. Yeah, so Derek, let's just jump right into that. There's been a lot of data coming out this week. Let's start with the high points. What most surprised you that you saw this week? Well, I think what really surprised me was when you look at the bulk of the news, that the the stock market actually weathered the storm fairly well. Small cap stocks were up 1.5% on the week. The S&P was up almost 1%. And the NASDAQ uh, finished roughly flat so with that information you know seeing that market kind of do that but what was the data you know i heard cpi ppi danny talked about in the open here but there was a lot that came out this week a lot of i don't want to call it necessarily surprises but just a lot of data in directions some were not necessarily expected well that you know the headlines were, were very positive on cpi and ppi but when you looked under the surface the core uh cpi remains above well above what the fed is targeting uh ppi was a good number as well so the market you know kind of rallied on that on thursday and we we saw basically that the fed fund futures continue to say the fed's going to raise rates 25 basis points in may so no real reaction from the fixed income markets uh the, the number that really was a little bit worrisome was a retail sales number on friday came in well below expectations up 2.9 percent on a year-over-year basis and that's a nominal term so if you adjust for inflation retail sales in terms of units are actually down and then when you compound that with the consumer sentiment survey which on the surface sounded good when you look in the finer details, what you saw is investor expectations about future inflation actually ticked up to 4.6% from 36 And this is exactly what Chairman Powell does not want to see. Yeah, and I agree with the inflation. I mean... I bought fertilizer it was up twenty dollars from last year, and sugar's more expensive. So, well, sugar's at a ten-year high, so that's not going to be great for Coca-Cola's margins going forward. Well, and you also look at oil. I mean, you mentioned earlier when we were talking, oil's up twenty dollars a barrel from last month to this month. I feel that at a pump, and I think everybody's feeling that at a pump. I mean, the, w- the way I look at the current environment, you know, I just got back from Sanibel Captiva in Florida, and they had a hurricane, and it did a lot of damage. So, the first part of the hurricane that's hit the financial markets is a Fed tightening, tightening rates that caused multiples to compress. I think we're now sort of in the eye of the storm because we're waiting to see what the effect of all those rate hikes will be. They raised the Fed funds rate 475 basis points in a very short period of time, and many investors got used to paying zero in terms of interest. So interest expenses for companies will go up. Valuation multiples ought to be compressed somewhat, and there's going to be a credit seize up at some point in the future. So talking about that, you're talking about you know the interest rates all 
But then there's earnings that started this week, and Friday was the first day we saw this. J.P. Morgan came out. What else? You know, what did we see from that? Well, J.P. Morgan, you know, that's a that is a very very well run bank. Great great operating metrics. They they blew the cover out of the ball. The stock closed up seven percent on the day, and investors are interested in J.P. Morgan because they want to see what the impact of those bank failures was. And yes, they did gain deposits from smaller banks. Uh, their net interest margins they actually guided them up a little bit. So J.P. Morgan put in a great number. PNC well. Fargo, those numbers were a little squishier. And, and next week, we're really going to hear from the banks we want to hear from. Those are the commercial real estate loaded regional banks. So on that with the banks and the earnings, I know internally we've talked a little bit about opportunities, you know, technology. Where do we see that right now with these rising rates? You've mentioned it before. Todd and Dave have mentioned rates and the impact on the tech sector and growth in general. What What is that? Well, the tech sector has been really strong at the beginning of the year, and they these are companies that basically overhired during the pandemic. So they've been cutting costs, and investors reward, rewarded them with that. Like, for example, Meta is up an enormous amount uh, year-to-date, as is, you know, Apple and some of the others. But but basically, the valuations are a 35% premium to the S&P. So tech stocks right now, relative to the market, are more expensive than they were pre-COVID and, frankly, at the peak of the tech, tech bubble. And that's just very interesting to see, given everybody feels like the market's not in a good spot. But actually, you know, you've talked about multiples. You've talked about earnings. We're actually at a pretty expensive market, right? Well, we are. If you, if you, well, actually, if you t- strip out the top 10 weightings in the S&P 500, we're trading at about 15 times earnings, which is reasonable. But when you add in those top 10 names, we're more t- closer to 19 times, and that is an expensive market. Dirk Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development at Annex Wealth Management. Looking for the weekend review? You can get it this weekend on demand, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, need your help on the Axiom poll this weekend. If you're already in retirement, what do you know now you wish you knew before? Saturday, April 15th, it's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on WTMJ. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. SWAT podcast every single Monday morning for the Annex Wealth Management investment team. It's pretty high level, but if you really like that stuff, you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, usually about mid-morning. This show, available on demand at the top of the hour on Spotify. Derek Felsky's in the studio. He's Chief Investment Officer. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development, CFP, and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. So, Derek, earlier we talked a little bit about just all the data that came in. What are we seeing and what do we think the Fed's response potentially could beat all this new data? Well, and you know, and how the Fed responds essentially is really important because when the Fed is accommodative, you want to own equities, and when the Fed is tightening, you really don't. Uh, so we've had a really nice rally, even though we've been raising rates. But I think, you know, that right now the market believes we'll get one more 25 basis point uh, hike uh, based on data, and that'll that'll be it. In fact, the market itself, the fixed income markets, are actually thinking we're going to get three 25 basis point rate cuts in the back half of 2023, which we don't really believe we'll see, because we believe this inflation problem is going to be persistent. you got oil prices that are moving higher. The dollar's been weakening. There's a lot of uh, political gyronics around the reserve status of the currency, and you know Russia, uh, India, uh, Saudi Arabia, and China all trying to kind of take away that, that advantage the United States enjoys. So there, there are a lot of issues out there. And so when I talk about a hurricane and the eye of a hurricane, stocks do tend to do well when the Fed pauses from a rate hiking cycle. But the problem is, at some point, if the economy weakens enough, they cut rates. And that's when you really don't want to be involved with stocks until things bottom out. 
And that's typically, you know, most people are thinking, oh, they're going to cut rates, that's going to be good. But as you said, that could be actually not as good as most people are hoping for. Um, so what are some of the trends, given everything that's coming out, given up some of the data, what are some of the trends that we are seeing that you think are some opportunities that remain here in this year? Well, we've been talking about this for a long period of time, and I think people have finally woken up to it, that if you're sitting with money in a savings account earning less than 1%, um, that's foolish. You can go out and get a 5% yield on a Treasury bill uh, guaranteed by the U.S. government. You don't have to pay state uh, income taxes on that, so that's a good opportunity in a period of uncertainty. Secondly, you know, we're going to sell in May and go away. That's not really a full to, foolproof strategy, but historically returns from May until October are less than they are the other six months of the year. Yeah, just sell in May and go away. You hear that all the time, but there's a lot of things going on, and there's a lot of things to pay attention to. So with the trends, I also want to talk about emerging markets. Um, it's been a trend that we have talked about here in the office. It has come up a lot in client meetings where people have said, emerging markets, you guys have it. Why do you have it? What does it mean? Why are we looking so closely at emerging markets right now? Well, emerging markets are extraordinarily cheap, and if you think about emerging markets, 40 years ago, those countries did 20% of global GDP. They're not closer to 50%, yet the market cap of emerging market stocks relative to the developed market in the United States is much, much lower. So basically the Warren Buffett credo would tell you they're undervalued because you look at stocks as a percentage of GDP. The other thing is the valuations are incredibly attractive. The PE multiple on, on the emerging market index is half what is in the S&P. And then finally, you've got better demographics. You've got younger populations in places like India and, and Brazil and the rest. So we do like emerging markets. We we have a more of a value tilt in, in our approach to that. Plus, if the U.S. dollar continues to be weak, that helps our performance of international equities because they're denominated in local currency. Well, so when the dollar goes down, that means the currency goes up in dollar terms, which adds to your returns. Does it help to just with commodity prices being high in most economies utilize Commodities. They're, they're trading oils, they're trading rubber, things like that. Is that also a benefit to the emerging markets? Right. Some, some countries depend a lot on commodity exports, and certainly, you know, copper prices have been strong. Um, you know, uh, sugar prices, as I mentioned, are up significantly. So if you believe inflation is going to be persistent, emerging markets ought to perform well in that context as well. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of good things going on right now. And you look at the investment team that we have here at Annex, you look at Derek, Todd, and the entire team, and Dave, and the investment policy committee, there's some great heads here working together to make sure that we put the right portfolios together given the current situation. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Brandon Lehman, our Director of Branch Development at CFP and a Wealth Manager. He's staying for the rest of the hour. We are glad you are here. Hear the difference in Annex Wealth Management client is going to share his story. We'll do that next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 620 WTMJ. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on WTMJ. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment. During our shows, we share the thoughts and talents of our team in hopes that you make the decision to partner with Annex Wealth Management for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. We believe in what we do and how we do it. But what's it like in the real world with real clients of Annex Wealth Management? Joining me is a longtime client of ours. And for sake of this segment, we're going to just give you a little anonymity and just call you Dan. That cool? That sounds great, Dan. That's great. Well, welcome to the show, Dan. Right at the top, because we operate in complete transparency, it's important for the audience to understand 
you are a client of Annex Wealth Management. That is correct. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment. Correct. And there are no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm. Correct. Let's get to the fun stuff. Dan, how far back do you go with Annex Wealth Management? I first interviewed Annex in late 2007, and I officially joined as a client in February 2008. You're a smart guy. You're a medical doctor. Was there a do-it-yourself portion when it came to investment and retirement planning? I did all my investment and retirement planning until I joined Annex. Everything? Everything. Read the papers, kept up on the charts, major moves, all that stuff. Correct. I wanted to consider hiring someone prior to that. Over the years, I had looked at different firms and different advisors, but I never found someone that I felt gave me a value for what they were offering, and I felt that many of the people were more interested in their fees and what they could get from me rather than what they could do for me and help work with me on my long-term plan. Was there a moment on the path to retirement that you said, you know what, I probably really should have a pro in place? I considered in the early 1990s hiring someone, and over the years, I periodically looked at different people. And then in 2007, I said to my wife, I've reached a point in my life where I want to have more free time. I don't want to have to do studying and wondering about investing and making all my financial decisions and planning decisions on my own. I had accumulated a fair amount of assets at that point, and I wanted to have more time with my wife and family. And so I decided that I was going to hire someone, and there were better options by that point. The whole financial planning environment had changed where there were better firms and that were more concerned about clients than just charging fees. What was it that led you to choose Annex Wealth Management as the partner? In late 2007, I researched a bunch of different firms and I picked four of them. I made my wife go along and I interviewed all four firms. I had a list of questions I prepared and I asked all of them the same questions. After discussion and looking at all of my options and having interviewed everyone, I spoke with my wife and I decided that Annex Wealth Management offered me the best team to work with. Things I liked about Annex is that it was more than one person, it was several people, and they offered different areas of expertise. Also, they were going to work as a fiduciary. They were going to charge me a percentage of assets based on a yearly percentage that covered all of my financial planning, not just investing, but if I had questions about paying my mortgage early or how much money should I save for my kid's college education or if I should invest in other things or how much I should put in retirement assets versus other assets. And so I really wanted someone to help me with that also to talk about tax management, to talk about as I got older, if I needed long-term care insurance and just a number of financial questions. And the thing I really liked about Annex is I didn't get charged an extra fee for every question I asked. When I used to meet with my accountant if I would ask an extra question, there was an extra fee. And with Annex, I knew what I was paying, and it was a percentage, and it was the same every year. And for that, I could ask any questions that I wanted. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? We're chatting with Dan, a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management. So you've been with us over 13 years. I know what got you in here, but how did we keep you for all these years? Annex has been a great partner for me and my family. The reasons I hired Annex in the first place continue to be true over time. They took away a lot of work for me. I no longer had to study and figure out my asset allocation and what things I wanted to invest in. Annex took over all that. 
my financial planning decisions regarding funding my kids' college versus my retirement versus paying down the mortgage and other financial decisions. They helped me go through all those decisions so I didn't have to do the homework that I did previously. As I moved along in my life, different decisions came up. I'm older now and I moved towards retirement. They helped me make a decision as to when I could retire and how much money I needed to retire. They helped me decide what to do as far as long-term care insurance. They helped me decide what to do with health insurance as I retired. All of those decisions and questions I was able to discuss with my team at Annex, and they were able to give me advice, and they didn't charge me any extra money for discussing those. I just have the one fee, which covers all my investments, but it covers all my financial questions and decision-making. The other thing and the other reason that I really wanted to hire someone is that if something happened to me, my wife would not know what to do, and I did not want to ever leave her in a situation if I would pass away for some reason that she wouldn't know what to do. Now with having Annex and having all my assets and all my paperwork here, if something happened to me, she would come in and talk to the team and they would take care of her and everything is already set up. Let's talk about the really good stuff. How's being retired? Being retired is great. I am very happy in my decision. It was hard for me to leave medicine, which has been a huge part of my life, and my patients are like an extended family to me. I was very fortunate. I had awesome patients who are really good people, and many of whom I had known for more than 20 years, and I had a long-term relationship with them, so that's the hardest part of But also in medicine, I worked a lot more than 40 hours a week. It took away from my family, and so I reached a point in my life where I wanted to devote more time and energy to my family, and I felt I owed them that, and that's the main reason I retired. Know the difference. The place to start with investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Dan is a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management. Dan, thank you for letting us be part of what sounds like a wonderful start to a retirement. Thank you very much, Danny. Let's talk about locations. We want to make it very easy to meet with Annex Wealth Management. We're in Elm Grove, Lake Country, Mequon, Appleton, downtown Milwaukee, right inside the Fister, Madison, Naples, Florida, and Libertyville, Illinois, or as close as your computer at AnnexWealth.com. The longest-running weekly personal finance radio show in Wisconsin. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on WTMJ. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Deanne Phillips, CFP, CDFA, and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management is back. Hello, Deanne. Hello, Danny. At one time, you were doing kickboxing. Do you do kickboxing still? <laughs> I don't, okay. but that definitely was right. a, a great form of self-defense. All right. We're going to talk about self-defense here. And if you're part of a couple, women can tend to be less involved with their financial planning. Perhaps their partner took care of it. They were uninterested. It really doesn't matter, but it sneaks up. We don't want to see anybody taken advantage of when money is involved. But it happens. Con artists, salespersons, friends, relatives, they all descend on someone, and it can be a battle. Yeah, so we're talking about financial self-defense here, right? So just kind of being aware. And, you know, this can particularly happen when someone's just gone through one of those three Ds we talk about, death, divorce, or disability. When we are going through something that's traumatic at the time, we hear and see things and process differently. That's just human. I always think it's best practice to invite somebody that you trust and can engage with you in the discussion around particularly purchasing a financial product. What we're going to talk about is the Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense. 
gathering presentation, which happens next Thursday. Dan, one of my favorite segments you and I did was fortune hunters and gold diggers. That's kind of sort of what is happening here, right? Okay, so we don't want to scare people into thinking there are financial predators around every corner. What this is really about is there are lots of financial products out there. There is nothing wrong with a product, right? Like a a life insurance policy, for example. It's just that... We don't know what we don't know. And so when someone is talking to us about this, we need to arm ourselves with, what am I supposed to ask? That's really what this is about. Well, this is a topic of great interest to you. I know you've walked alongside many women who find themselves in situations like this. They need advice and protection. That's where you get phone calls. And really, that's kind of the impetus of this presentation. Exactly right, Danny. So in particular, this workshop, A Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense, we go through seven scenarios where we're being sold a financial product or be given advice that we're purchasing. And we, particularly women, want to give it more thought and the right kind of analysis. So in this workshop, we actually go through scenarios where we list out some red flags you literally want to listen for. We give you the best self-defense move. So what do I do? What do I ask? And in particular, encourage questions. Sometimes we kind of don't know what we don't know, so we clam up. So this will really arm people with what to ask. You shared a great line from a study that you'd read and I'll, I'll share it here. It's yeah. 71% of women feel it's their job to worry about and think through all potential scenarios should something bad happen. Yeah, so what happens is we don't know what we don't know. We think we should hit all those scenarios, so it leads to inaction, right? Kind of an analysis paralysis. But that's why, you know, it's important. We all have that spidey feeling we get in our gut sometimes yeah. when a red flag pops up. It's important to understand, listen for that, watch for that, and then, again, know how to respond. And don't be afraid to ask tough questions, especially when it comes to purchasing a product. Well, women, I think, have a really good spidey sense and my yeah. source is i've been married yeah. for 34 years so yeah and you're still married so <laughs> right, this, yes right. you've got that sense L- let me ask this who's this happening to uh boomers gen z's millennials who yeah so what is happening to everyone i'll be the first to admit that as we age we are subjected as women to not only the potential of dealing with one of those three d's again death divorce disability but also being led to a situation where we are making our own financial decisions on our own now this impacts eight out of ten women okay so eighty percent of women will have to manage things on their own and it gets more complicated to understand all the options that are out there i mean you know you think about the cereal aisle at the grocery store right Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that with financial products too and then there's the need again the feel that we have to analyze them completely understand them to be on top of them You don't have to completely understand them, but you do have to understand what's in your best interest, what helps you fulfill your goals. Okay, now I'm not saying everybody's predatory, but it's got to be tough. And I'm going to guess the majority of time when a woman needs guidance, it's going to come from somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. That's where the selling starts. Yeah, well, you know what? As women, as a woman, I can say we like to utilize our own referral system, but that doesn't mean the research isn't done. In fact, we want to know the softer side and the harder side of decision making. We want to know, hey, did you use this product? What did you like? What did you not like about it? That's why it's an un- it's very important to understand pros and cons that you 
you might run into when you're buying a financial product. And, you know, in this workshop also, we're going to get to some tougher questions. We're going to go through what you should ask your financial advisor. And we're going to even include questions every woman needs to be able to answer about her own financial scenario. This workshop really is about empowering us with the right information to know the right questions to ask and feel good about understanding our own situation. This is part of the Women in Wealth series. In particular, let's talk about this coming Thursday's very important presentation. We want to underline it. It happens Thursday. It's Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense. Right, and it's in person in our Elm Grove headquarters starting at 6 p.m. It's open to any woman. Grab a gal pal, sign up online under the Events tab or our Women and Wealth tab. It is part of our Women and Wealth series, and uh, it, this one will fill up. So you need to go online and register. This one that has wine. Yes, of it course. So, uh, folks, I'll just tell you this. We love the leftovers the next day. <laughs> so, yeah, please come on in. It's going to be great. Deanne Phillips, CFP, CDFA, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management, joining us to invite you to Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense Thursday. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick break. We're going to be back to wrap things up on 620 WTMJ. A Barron's Top Advisor, a member of the Financial Times Top 300, and a Journal Sentinel Top Workplace. Know the difference. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on WTMJ. Back in Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Looking back on this last hour, one of my favorite segments was our Hear the Difference segment, and that's where an Annex client shared his story. Still in the studio is Brandon Lehman, a director of branch development, CFP, and a wealth manager. And Brandon, within that segment, he was a physician, ran a group, did a bunch of different things. That is not an unusual circumstance for a client of Annex Wealth Management. Yeah, you're correct. You, we see this all the time in, in, in many different segments. So the first being the doctors, right? We Where we are located and what we've ran into between all the different areas we have offices, you start to see physicians coming out and saying, hey, I've, I've been my whole life earning this, saving for this. It's time to retire, but it's incredibly complex. How can you guys help me? And what's so amazing about Annex is having the different teams of individuals that have actually spent a substantial amount of time in those areas, or they have spouses that are in those areas so they can bring in the knowledge, they can assist with the planning, they can look at it. But there are other areas too. You start to think business owners and executives and all the different areas. Annex can make it incredibly impactful. I know that one of your sweet spots is talking to business owners. You really enjoy that because these people have blood, sweat, and tears invested and have worked and worked and worked. And probably financial planning is not their number one thing, but they get to a certain point and they certainly need it and with business transitions. Undoubtedly, it's one of the most complex areas to plan in. And in my opinion, one of the most enjoyable areas to plan in. And and the reason is there's so many moving parts. And when you have a team and you have the estate team and the tax team and the financial planning team, we bring all those heads together and we sit down. There is an individual and a business that we've worked with where they had stepped in new ownership and it was so new to them. They didn't know. They knew how to run the business. They knew how to run it successfully and take it over from the last generation, but they didn't know all the ins and outs of how do you plan. Nor should they be expected to. Without a doubt, and that's what I actually explained to their spouse many times. They they seem a little overwhelmed, and they go, well, how is this working? This doesn't make sense. So let's tackle this first, and typically it's taxes, right? That is the biggest one. Let's tackle taxes. What does this mean? How do we handle it? How do we prepare for it? How do we look at it? In most of these situations, especially the more complex planning, we're looking at taxes every quarter. 
And we're not looking backwards. We're looking ahead. Okay, what does the business seem to be on pace for the net revenue that'll pass through depending on how it's set up? What are you on pace for? How do we budget for that? Okay, this is what it means. We should adjust quarterlies. And now working with your CPA, this is where it's so important, where we will talk with your CPA. We'll send the data over and say, this is what we see. You see the same thing? And they'll go, yep, we're all good. Or no, I'm seeing this. Let's talk about that. That's what's incredibly important. We've talked about different types of clients with Annex Wealth Management. We talked about physicians, talked about business owners. How about executives, C-suite level? Yeah, so that is a whole nother ball ballgame that I truly enjoy. And the reason I enjoy it, because of complexity, right? Complexity is what just piques the human interest. And when you look at C-suite executives, senior vice presidents, areas where they start to get those complex compensation packages. That's what's key. It, it's what does this mean to me? How does it all fit? And they're really good at their job. I, I think of a local corporation where their senior leaders are amazing at their job and they look at their comp plan and just throw their hands up and go, I have no idea. Right. And and when you work with them, you say, okay, this is what it means. And in the army, we have a term where we, we call it break it down Barney style, right? So it's so simple. Well, we break it down. We say this, this, and we compartmentalize it and we lay it out and they go, I get it. That makes sense. And then you plan off of that. You start to say, okay, long-term, this is what it means. This is how you do it. This is what we should be considering. But the same thing for executives. We're looking at their pay stubs, basically April 30th, June 30th, September 30th, and then in the middle of December. And when you have non-qualifieds, RSUs, PSAs, all these complex additional compensation tools, we need to track that. And we do track that with multiple scenarios. You mentioned the complexity and the challenge. And really, this is why we build the team so deeply. Our investment committee is deep. The retirement planning team, super deep. Our tax planning team is deep. The estate planning team is deep. Yeah, and that depth is what gives us the ability to sit down and go to such great lengths to make sure that you're taken care of. And when you finally say, I am done, we can have a plan for you. Brandon Lehman is Director of Branch Development, CFP, and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. We are up for the challenge. If you heard a situation that maybe sounds like you, put us to the test. Yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. It starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Before we go... This weekend's Axiom is going to have a question, and we need your help on it. If you subscribe to the Axiom, you're going to see a poll question in there. If you're already in retirement, what do you know now that you wish you knew before? We are deeply interested in any kind of wisdom, any kind of observation that you can share. That would be a lot of fun, and it's probably going to be helpful for somebody else. We're going to have this on a future segment on the show. And again, that's in this weekend's Axiom. That is it for this week. We sure thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll see you next Saturday at 10 o'clock right here on 620 WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during Money Talk. The Annex Wealth Management Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Annex Wealth Management and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.